cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello, and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. Another wonderful week, a, a lesson from our beloved father, Bob Sears, SJ. Uh, he will be our host. I'm your moderator, Joan McHugh. You know Father Sears, but in case you're tuning in for the first time, he is the past president of ACT Heals. Um, he's a professor, former professor of theology at the Jesuit School of Theology in Chicago and at the Institute of Pastoral Studies of Loyola University in Chicago. Father emphasizes psychotherapy combined with theology. He's currently a spiritual director he, and writer on various aspects of healing, and he conducts workshops and retreats on faith development all around the country. And he's a specialist, I might say, in family tree healing. So go to his website, familytreehealing.com. And I understand today he's going to be talking about our Father's love. Father, welcome to the program. Thank you, Joan. It, uh, and I'm happy to be here. And, and uh, you know, this was just put on my heart to speak about the Father's love for us because it's so important for healing. And uh, it came up in our prayer group on Monday night, and I thought that would be really important because we can't hear it often enough that, you know, God the Father loves us but a lot of people you know we get uh, uh, taught that God is very just in the Old Testament for example he seems very stern and if they make a mistake there's a, a great penalty that will be paid for it and and uh, he tells the the Jews for example when they come into a, a city that they've overcome to to put the ban on the city, that is to, to, to kill everybody in that city. And you, you say, well, is this a, a kind father that we know about in Jesus? And we think also that we've been kind of taught that, uh, you know, Jesus is the one who, by his sacrifice, won the Father's love back for us, as though the Father needed Jesus to uh, undergo the cross in order for us to to come back into his love. I, I remember in, in our prayer group actually one of the members who's a, a, a member for many years and she said how important it was to to get beyond that idea that somehow uh, the father allowed that crucifixion to to heal us as though he needed to be placated we get a picture of the father uh, who is very stern. And when that happens, then we have a hard time trusting the father because we get afraid. And we had a woman, I had a woman recently come to me who, who didn't experience love from her father and, then, and also not from her husband. And even her mother was strict and didn't seem to really show affection for her in any kind of feeling way. 
and so she came <clears throat> she had three children and she felt totally inadequate to take care of them because she really felt all alone and of course we're not supposed to be all alone so it, it's uh, really almost impossible for us to care for other people if we don't feel cared for we've never learned how to do it and if we don't feel partnered then we can't really love unconditionally because we're always looking for somebody to share the you know the burden if you want or the the love of the family with us so the view of god the father then is strict and and uh, very uh, justice oriented is forbidding and she had that view of the father because that's the way she had learned from her own parents uh, that kind of strictness and so it's very important when <clears throat> when I spoke to her about God's love she couldn't really experience it our experience of God is first formed by our experience of our own parents we know that from studying uh, you know different people and taking tests and that type of thing and if Jesus suffered so greatly to win back the father's love for us then God must be fearful we it's like we feel guilty and this woman felt guilty and she felt like her not being loved made her guilty because she wasn't really able to uh, be of any help to her parents and so I simply got quiet with her because you know you can't really give advice to somebody who's in so much pain you just need to companion them and to, I, I asked Jesus to be with us and to guide our time and she was all alone in her experience and everyone <clears throat> needs to know that they're loved in order to love others to bring up the children so I shared with her that it was really bad teaching that Jesus had to win the father's love by what he suffered and that's what a lot of us learned and it, it really is not accurate because the son said that the son could only do Jesus said the son can only do what he sees the father doing so if this if Jesus is doing what he sees the father doing then his suffering must be a reflection of the father's suffering the father loved us and has never stopped loving us because the father as one John says is love he can't not love us and so it was the father's love that sent his own son he he bore the pain of handing over his own son for our salvation and the son seeing what the father was doing wanted to do that also so he gave himself up for the father's love and for his children he wanted to do that I had mentioned in earlier that I said to Jesus when I was meditating on the passion that he must be upset with me for making him suffer so much and he said no I would have done infinitely more if you only believe I love you and that touched me deeply because I realized I, I wasn't really thinking he was free in doing this even though he said no one takes my life from me I freely lay it down 
And so Jesus is really revealing the Father when he's handing his life over. And he's doing it in such a humble way that he's showing that the Father is also humble. Isn't that interesting? So the Father, who we think of as, as controlling the universe, which he is, is so loving that he uh, kind of bends to our possibilities. As Jesus knelt on the ground to wash his disciples' feet, so the Father is really the one who is showing that by giving up his Son so that he could wash our feet. Because it's the Father washing our feet. It's the Father loving us while we're still sinners. We think that we have to be good for God to love us and that somehow or another Jesus restored us into that relationship so that God could love us. But that's not true. God never stopped loving us. The problem has always been that we don't know how to receive that kind of love. And we didn't believe that it was true. And so what we really need to do is be transformed. We need to recognize that the Father loves us while we're still sinners. And it's when, when we accept that love that we start changing. The change isn't preceding God's love. It's letting, it's following our awareness that God loves us unconditionally, just the way we are. So I told the woman who felt so alone that God would never leave her, that he can't leave her, that God only wants his love to be received by her. And I know that that's very hard for somebody who really doesn't know that kind of partnering. And so I, I said to her, you know, when you're praying to open to receive the Father's love, pray as though you're with me. That just came to me that since we are in the Spirit, we're connected, and it really doesn't depend on any distance or any time. And so if she just would just say, as, a, as another person that I see, uh, I offered that too, and she said, you know, it worked. <laughs> she hadn't been able to pray very well because she felt all alone. But then when she said, well, I'm going to pray with Father Bob, it worked, and she, she could pray. And she felt like she was being in a community so I thought that would work with this this person also and she and she accepted it she began to smile you see there's only there's no distance in the spirit and somehow or another she began to be able to take it in somebody's going to be with me as I pray God never meant us to be alone he meant us to pray in relationship that's why when he sends the Spirit, we're all one in the Spirit, and we all really ought to be doing this in the church and in our prayer communities, that when we pray, we're not praying alone. We're praying with each of the people in our communities, because we pray as a community. There's a story of that this person that had been in Indonesia actually and she's a great dog lover and so when she was in Indonesia there was a little dog who took a liking to her and it looked like the little dog wanted her to follow him or her 
<clears throat> and so she did because she kind of is on the same wavelength as the little dog and so the dog took her out to a place and and a place where her little den was and there were two little pups <laughs> that were her <laughs> offspring and it was as though she really was so proud of them that she wanted to show them to my friend. <laughs> and it was as though it was she immediately thought of how proud God is of each of us, how he loves each of us so tenderly, and he'd like to show us off to all his people, all his friends. Jesus tells the short story of the shepherd who leaves his 99 sheep who were never lost in order to go search for the lost sheep. And when he finds the lost sheep, he puts it on his shoulders, and then he returns home, and he calls his friends and his neighbors, and he says, Rejoice with me, for I found the sheep that I lost. Even so, he says, there will be more joy in heaven over one sheep who repents than over ninety-nine who have no need of repentance. Father, God that's is so just beautiful. waiting for us to receive that love. Thank you, Father. That's so beautiful. We're going to have to take a short break, and we'll unpack your beautiful wisdom when we come back. Thank you very much. Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. My name is Father John Grigas. I'm the rector of the Shrine of St. Max and Colby at Marytown. I'm a priest, and as priests, we are responsible for forming you in the presence of Christ through the sacraments, through the preaching, through everything else. But you are the Christ that goes out into the world and brings the good news. And WSFI is one of the main means. And so God bless all that WSFI does. And please support WSFI in whatever means that you can so that this wonderful station may continue to broadcast the good news and evangelize our culture. WSFI 88.5 FM. 
FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Hello, and welcome back. And we're talking with Father Bob Sears. He just gave a wonderful, wonderful talk on um, the love of our Father for us. Father, I heard things in that talk I've never heard before. And I think I'm like so many people out there that have been always trying to win the Father's love. And you made so many good points. But one of them I wanted to ask you is that What's, what struck me was that Jesus' suffering is a reflection of the Father's suffering. Now, I have yeah. never in my life heard that. So, I, under, I understand what you're saying, but maybe could you explain it a little bit? Uh, maybe I'll read this, uh, because this is a vision from uh, the, the, the brother of Carl Lehman, John Lehman. Uh-huh. And he gave permission to use it if we would understand it but he hadn't shared this vision for seven years because it was so powerful and it was one of the first ways that i've understood the father's love and the father's suffering in the pain of it and let me just read it for you Mm -hmm. i was having devotions and was suddenly transported to what i think was the very outer edge of heaven it was completely silent there was a great dark chasm beyond that edge. And at the very edge of this chasm, straining with great intensity and purpose to be as close as was possible to the place where the darkness began, was this awesome, in capital letters, being. The best description I can come up with is that he was composed of pure bright light, which was in the shape of a man. I knew at once that this was God the Father. I also knew that he was showing himself to me in a form that I could handle. I was and still am convinced that if he had shown himself to me in his true glory, it would have vaporized me in an instant, even though I was in the spirit or just having a vision. It came to me that he was waiting for the moment that when the price had been paid in full and that his relationship with Jesus would be restored. He was pressing so hard into the darkness that it He was not willing to wait for whatever immeasurable small amount of time it would take his son to get to his throne. He wanted to be there the very instant the time of separation was over. And at the very instant that Jesus broke free and the relationship was restored, there was what I can only inadequately describe as this explosion of joy in capital letters with exclamation points. It was sort of like actually being all of the fireworks at once in a grand fireworks display. And then God grabbed my hand and we just took off flying throughout the universe at an incomprehensible speed, ricocheting off galaxies, bouncing off the farthest edges. It was like when a cat gets the rips and just takes off and flies around a room bouncing off walls and furniture. This seemed to take less than a minute. And then we walked and talked in the garden like he and Adam and Eve did before the fall. And he explained to me that the only thing that was close to being as painful 
as having to turn his back on his son when he became sin for us and died on the cross was when he had to drive Adam and Eve out of Eden and no longer walked with them in the cool of the evening. God subjected himself to great suffering so that we could walk with him in his garden. Our relationship with him is that valuable and was restored at great cost. And then it struck me that he went to all that trouble to be able to walk with us in his garden. And most of us don't seem to want to be bothered with taking the time for that on a daily basis or even less frequently than that. It broke my heart and I began to weep. And I knew that I was guilty of this and was sure that even after this experience, I would stand him up many times in the future. Maybe you can understand, he said, wrote for his brother, why it was difficult to talk about this. He waited seven years. For the first few years, it was so overwhelming that if I was driving or even just began to remember it, it would, I would either have to stop thinking about it or pull off the road. That probably explains it better than I could ever do. Oh, my word, Father. I, I get teary-eyed just listening to that. It's like, I don't think we have, we have any comprehension of the extent or the depth and breadth of the Father's love for us. I don't, that's what I, that's why I think it's so important because it's the very foundation and we think we have to deserve it and so we're really wondering if we're going to get punished rather than are we going to be taken into his arms. And, and that's why I, I, I thought of Jesus' parable of the, the lost sheep mm -hmm. that when he brought the sheep back on his shoulders he gathered all his friends and 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 said, Rejoice with me, mm -hmm. for I found the sheep that I mm -hmm. lost. And so this is so important for for us um, to to try to understand and and take in ourselves, but also to share with others. Yes. You know? Yes. Most people yes. in church on Sunday have no idea of this. That's you know? right, and, and we're not taught it usually. That's the that's the unfortunate thing because I I think we've been so focusing on ourselves we haven't been thinking about how Jesus reveals the Father to us. He says the Son can only do what he sees the Father doing. So he wouldn't die on the cross if the Father wasn't dying with him, as it were, as, as much mm -hmm. as the Father could die with him, because Father can't die, but. Jesus took on a body so he could die to show us the way. The only way I can possibly understand or relate to some of this is that we are so little loved because of like the the, the your beginning of your talk, the woman who didn't receive love. Yes, right. You know, and so many of us in one form or another have not received love. You know, yeah, and they, I'm and, and it's not a blame statement for no, our no, parents no, because they didn't get it themselves. I understand you know, so that they can't give what they haven't received, right? I understand that, but then we grow up and we we try to win God's love, and then we're empty. We're yes, right. and our exactly. faith is so, you know, it, it's so shallow because we That's don't right. get it. Right, because if we're trying to win God's love, we're all by ourselves. Right until. We feel God loves us. Right. 
it's the other way around. We have to know that God loves us and just let him love us in our sin. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. So, he sent Jesus not only to be related to the Father, but to identify with our sin. That's Father, what that vision is. The only thing that was near as painful as having to turn his back on his son when he became sin for us. With the short time we have left, I'm, I feel such a burden in my heart now to try to, how do we put flesh on this to help people realize God's love? What can we do? Well, I think we have to really <clears throat> I'll say, well, we're well, going to let God love us. The ones that do know that, mm-hmm. let God's love in. And then offer that to all the people who don't quite know it yet. Mm. And they can just they just need to give permission because God wants to do it much more than they even mm-hmm. would imagine. And so he just needs permission because God can't give us what we aren't freely receiving. Mm-hmm. That's the mystery, that he's let himself be at the mercy of our freedom. Mm-hmm. That's the humility of God. He bows to us and accepts our choices, but he will show us the implications of our choices. So that's why in the Old Testament he let the, these whole nations be, or cities or whatever, be uh, destroyed because they were going to lead his people into sin and mm-hmm. the very solution would be blocked. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't be doing any good for themselves or for his people. Mm-hmm. So basically we just need to know all of these things from a developmental point of view because God is always acting out of love. He doesn't change his character but he adapts his love to our state of development. And so what we can do, getting back to uh, putting flesh Mm -hmm. on helping people know God's love, is to really go out there and love others. No, the first first thing we can do is let God love us. We need to model the solution. And I've in other talks have also said that, well, God isn't, just a father without a mother he's Mm -hmm. given us mary also Mm -hmm. who's without sin Mm -hmm. and so they love us together so our parents have to love together or we'll try to make up for what's missing because there has to be partnering love before there's unconditional Mm -hmm. love and so so the first thing we can do is model the solution mm -hmm. and then just let it flow out to our children and to our parents and to back through the generations because that's the best thing we can do for anybody is to model the solution and God through us will start opening other people to receive his love too through our through our model that's what Jesus does basically he lives his message Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he never says anything that he isn't already doing and so he lives the message and if we can follow him then we'll be like him, and we'll take in that love. Mm-hmm. He knows the Father's love, and that's why he gave his life, to, to show his love for the Father. And so I can envision another show, Father, with just how to take in the Father's love. Mm, yeah, that's a very good Would point. Would you be able to do that? Would you want to do that? Okay, yeah. (laughs) All right, so I hear the music, so that means, Father, we're going to, we have a minute to wrap up here, so do you have one final thought, uh, and then would you pray for our listeners? Well, let's ask Jesus to teach us. If if we can't do it, then you can ask Jesus, who's our older brother, to do it in you. 
they were they were his parents too. He had Mary as his mother and Heavenly Father as his father. So I'll pray for that. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the love of the Trinity surround you and fill you, and peace you trust and get and do receive God's love in your own life. Father, thank you. God bless. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Just like I was in a plane. And when I was in uh, seventh grade, I built a complete